All right, welcome in everybody to the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your co-host Mike, along with Chuck here. What up? What's up, Chuck? How's it, how's it going? Good, man. Freshly shorn and Ooh. shaven. Yeah, for those who so. don't know, um, we have our business manager with us today on the podcast. Uh, it's also Chuck. He owns that role. He is now going beard free. Um, yes. So, you know, it's going to be a little bit more serious today. We're going to talk. Fine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, we're no. only talking um, Shakespeare <laughs> novels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, NPR. We're doing reviews of NPR. Um, NPR shows. Yeah. Uh, so very serious content today. We are going to be reading Chuck's um, uh, thesis, his master's thesis on the uh, economic fallout in Eastern Sahara, uh, given yeah. that the uh, the tidal uh, winds have blown all the water out. Yeah, well, it's also I mean, going to we'll be do, on the ATN. We'll do we'll do East Sub-Saharan, West Sub-Saharan, the whole continent of Africa. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! A little a little that. succession humor. Yeah, yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Yeah. Jess, would you watch that? <laughs> I'm working on something right now. Yeah. <laughs> Still ridiculous, but yeah, man, it's good to be back. It's good to podcast. Um, this week of succession was a hell of a show. Uh, I watched it Monday. I had just gotten back from Tampa um, for the frozen four, which should have been called the roasted four because it was like 90 degrees the whole time. Um, I got a killer sunburn. It's in Florida. I mean, it's yeah. known for it's- heat. Yeah. It's known for heat and fascism, so I mean, it's uh... Florida had a cyst, popped it, and then just called it Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was cool. Yeah, I had I had a really good time. The championship game went into overtime, and the underdog, who I I don't think many people had expectations to win at all, uh, wound up winning. And Didn't so... they have the best record uh, uh, of any team, though? I think they did. Yeah. They were, they were the two seed, even though, and they beat Michigan and then they came in and beat Minnesota. It was unbelievable. And we had Minnesota was the number one seed, right? Yeah. Minnesota was number one. Yeah. Our seats were like right on the glass, right down by the net where they scored the the winning goal. It was crazy. And it only took 10 seconds of overtime. So it was a blast. It was that Uh, quick in overtime. It was 10 seconds. It was, yeah, we were like the whole place couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Minnesota, poor Gophers fans. They were yeah, probably poor, uh, so upset. Yeah, yeah. Have a yeah. Have a good flight back up to St. Paul, and uh, you know I'm sure they could go for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're watching Gophers hockey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Next year it's going to be in Minnesota, so um, we're uh, we're looking at expanding the uh, the party for that. So. I don't know if you want to freeze your ass off in April, but it's coming. Yeah, I try to avoid going to the Midwest, but I did reopen my Midwest visits this year when I went to <laughs> Omaha. So uh, yeah. totally understood why I don't go to the Midwest anymore. But yeah, yeah, maybe I'll go to Minnesota. Uh, I, is it in the Twin Cities? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they play at the uh, uh, the Minnesota Wild Stadium. I can't remember what the uh, name of the stadium is called, but it's uh, it's a pretty good time. Well, I imagine everything is like because there's Target Field. Is it Target Arena and Target Pavilion and Target? Everything is Target in Minnesota. Yeah, probably, That's where yeah. their headquarters is in <laughs> Minneapolis. Yeah. 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 So had a blast doing that. Um, did you have a good weekend? 
Yeah, we had a little Easter shindig, and then, which was, eh, I mean, I'm not a big party person. And then uh, Sunday, we relaxed. Um, kids were busy. Uh, ended up seeing them Monday. Uh, Dylan came home for the weekend. Uh, went back Tuesday. So then I went up on a work trip to New Jersey uh, early Tuesday morning. So I've been up here. So we're doing the virtual pod. But I needed some relaxing time. Um, so it was... Um, it was nice. Sunday it was nice to to not do anything because we've been so busy. But nice. yeah, it's it's life's a whirlwind. I can't. I need like a a week off or something. Oh yeah. But yeah, just had four days off away from the house and everything, and I feel like I need a vacation from that vacation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah, <laughs> you need vacation from vacation. Yeah, woke up early every day. I say early is probably like eight o'clock, but like yeah, that's that's early for me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, yeah. went wade, wade fishing and then went to the Salvador Dali Museum and we we had a good time. We tried to we tried to go to the to the dog track, but they don't uh, do dog races anymore in Florida. Like for like the last three years, so crap. I don't on think that. they do that in Texas anymore. Too. I used to go to the dog track in uh, Lamarck, and now it's yeah, like yeah. so. I wonder now. if they do that anywhere. Yeah. Now you just got to play the ponies. Um, like, yeah, I mean, it's a, we were talking about this offline, but it's a good thing that we can't gamble in Texas. And um, because it's so with the hockey thing, when you were there, like I was going to place, get my cousin to place a bet. Uh, but Barstool didn't have anything. He uses Barstool and didn't have any live betting going on. And yeah. I would have been 0 for 2 on the bet that I was, oh, I was yeah. trying to do a parlay and I, I would have lost both pieces of it. <laughs> and then my soccer um, bets were awful. I bet oh, yeah. well, in New Jersey, I placed two. I'm usually pretty decent at soccer. I took some flyers of the Champions League stuff yesterday and today just just for fun with like $5, but um, <laughs> I did like this really, I, I thought Bayern Munich may um, like somehow beat Man City and they lost three, nothing. And then my parlay, I had like, I had, I had Man City winning, Benfica and Intermon drawing, Real Madrid winning and Napoli winning. And I was, I got two out of the four. Milan beat Napoli and Inter beat Benfica. So I wasn't even really close there either. So luckily it's only $5 bets a piece, but yeah. that first one would have been nice because that was like a big payout. The odds are like oh, plus yeah. 2,500. So, um, but yeah, you're, you're probably looking nice in soccer. I was running. I was running your parlay odds, you know, on my uh, DraftKings app, and you almost had me buy into the uh, to the Bayern Munich uh, win over Man City, and I'm really glad I didn't throw fifty on that. Yeah, yeah, it was just it was weird because I just had a feeling that City like won easily over the weekend, the Premier League, and yep, they they've been really rolling, and 
you know, Champions League. But it's it's kind of interesting because at home it's hard for teams to win on the road. So, and yeah. I had Bayern Munich winning on the road, and I thought maybe if they got a one goal lead that they could do something. But I mean, City won like three nothing. But yeah, uh, so I didn't watch any of it because I was working. But I, I dude, I got back to the hotel last night and looked at the scores. I was like, yeah, not a good. Already <laughs> yeah. lost both of my bets. So. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. I think it, we fortunately didn't have access to, to bet in Florida, right? So I was gonna put money on Michigan because that's why I picked to win the, the championship. And it wound up being being Quinnipiac. And then while we were there, uh Aaron and I put money on Quinnipiac in the championship game and won like fifty bucks each. So that was a nice. pretty pretty crazy turnaround. But we went to the dude, we went to the Tampa Rays Oakland Athletic game. Their stadium yeah. is whack. Yeah. The uh, uh, Tropicana field. Um, but we put money on like first at bat. Like what would, what would be the result of the first at bat? Aaron yeah, and yeah. his buddy went crazy with the bats, like uh, over under like five and a half strikeouts. And we went the over and he got seven. It was crazy. So we won money on that, but so funny. dude. So glad we can't bet here. <laughs> well, and that's, that's what I did last time in this New Jersey. And now you got me thinking about, <laughs> that, but like the hockey yeah. now you know you got me wanting to do like first goal like the first goal score like of a game and yeah it's so it can be so like addicting if you're if you're not like careful right so right right <laughs> i just love like the you know the odds it's so dumb like the odds of like I'm looking at now, San Jose Sharks and Calgary Flames, first goal scorer, like Elias Lindstrom is the best odds with plus 1100. Boom. You know, and you're like, all right, so now do I want to go down a rabbit hole of looking <laughs> to see um, who usually scores first, like, you know, and what player usually scores first for a team? And yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. And the NBA play-ins are going on right now. So it's like, oh, I can yeah. put money on like, who's going to you know, get the most rebounds and shit. Like, oh, it's going yeah. to be really bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, uh, speaking of basketball, I watched uh, the uh, air movie with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon about Nike courting uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I like, don't know if I want to, like I love Michael Jordan and love Nike and like sometimes I just don't like want to watch that stuff but I I probably should watch it but it's pretty good Viola Davis who plays Michael Jordan's mom she's gonna get nominated for an Oscar I'm calling it right now it's Viola she's pretty Davis. much like yeah she's pretty much like this the opposite to Matt Damon like it's not Michael Jordan right who you would think would be like the other like major star in it yeah, or whoever's playing him, but it's it's his mom. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Nice. I'll have to watch. So, um, I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So this week on Succession was Connor's wedding, right? You want to dive into that? Yeah, I think that's. So I didn't get a chance to watch. Um, you know, Ted Lasso or. Or Mandalorian, uh, because of work. So, 
I think, and plus, Succession was, I'm not being hyperbolic, but probably one of the best episodes of TV that I've ever seen. So That's, I kept seeing that everywhere on the internet. Like, greatest episode on television. Amazing. Yeah, I, I just, it was, it was really good. Um, and, I mean, yeah, well, let's get into that because I have a lot of, a lot of thoughts on on that. Yeah, so I'll run through the synopsis, right? So there's what six episodes left. There's like nine episodes in this season, and this was episode like three. <laughs> yeah. So we're only like a third of the way through the se- season, but um so it's the day of Connor and Willa's wedding in New York, right? And of course, he somehow talked Willa into having like the marching band. Statue we wanted to in Statue of Liberty, right? So, yeah, what a what a joke! Um, he's obviously using this as like a campaign piece um, for his presidential campaign, um, and the whole time, like the kids are trying to make it to the wedding. Um, you know, his his siblings and um, Cotter thinks that Logan is going to make it to the wedding, but in reality, we know that he's like getting on a plane to Sweden with Tom. And the rest of the, uh, the his entourage um, to 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 continue the negotiations with Matson, right? Because they're trying to get the Gojo thing finalized. And uh, I think it's hilarious that uh, Tom says he's got uh, people gragging for him, and so he's turned Greg into a verb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a bunch of little Gregs. Uh, yeah, uh, people gragging. <laughs> yeah. multiple Gregs. So funny. Um, and that's when uh, I, I think it's when they're about to get on the plane. And Logan tells um, Roman to fire Jerry, basically. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, just it's interesting at the beginning of this episode, right? Um. Roman is like he talks to his dad. He's, I guess, in a in his car, right? And yep. And Logan and um, Carrier in the car, a different car. They're going to yep. the airport, and Roman, you know, is not going to the airport. And you start to get a sense that Roman. You know, he's seems to be coming over to Logan's side. Right. And here he finally he's realizing he's going to get fucked again. Of course. Yeah. You know. And I think that's and then he I think he also feels like where he's always given his father benefit of doubt that he realizes. His dad will never choose the kids over business and no. Basically, knows that he's not going to show up at Connor's wedding. Yeah. So, I think that's a definite. I think I on this. I watched this episode twice, and the second one, I think that stood out more than it did for me on the first watch because it was just kind of almost like a throwaway conversation. But looking back at what happens in the episode, then it becomes more more prevalent, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, then the you know, you see Tom Frank um 
Carrie and Carl and Carolina are getting on, are on the plane going to Gojo. And I forget the exact quote, but, you know, Logan and Tom are boarding the plane and, you know, you find out that won't ruin anything yet, but the last words before Logan gets on the plane is like, fuck more fucking aggressive or something like that. Right. So he's talking about, um, what they're doing. Right. So, um, you know, he's going all in on ATN and all like pirate mentality, kind of (laughs) like you said in the last episode. Right. So, but go, yeah. We're, what else we got? Yeah, he so he's so he's trying to pass off. So he wants to have Jerry uh, uh, push. Oh out, yeah, he tell, right? yeah he wants yeah. yeah. And right. it's over. They want to. <laughs> I think Tom is like, yeah, put the old noose around the neck and uh, hang cruises on her, eh? And he just oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they want to use Jerry as a scapegoat for the mishandling of the fallout, the DOJ um, stuff. Yeah, right. And so of course that task gets passed over to Rome. Um, and he's of course reluctant to it because Logan wants it done today at the yeah. wedding. Cause Jerry's at the wedding. Yeah. And I mean, this is another thing Logan purposely, he could have anybody get rid of Jerry, but yeah, he's a, I mean, you started, I mean, he started sour on Jerry the beginning of the, the season, right? At least yep. visibly to the audience, but I think the straw that broke the back was her and Hugo laughing Oh at, yeah, at Carrie's audition video, and he's already has a feeling that she's ready to go work for Matson, the Viking. I think he says in the last episode. Yeah, and so yeah, he and what ultimate test for Roman to fire the person he was sending dick pics to? Like, <laughs> right, and yeah. I don't think Logan knows the whole manner of the relationship, but it's like this is business, right? So yeah. I don't care if you were, whatever you're doing with her, this is what I want you to do. And it's kind yeah. of, and I think we're, I, I think as we go throughout this episode and you kind of see the emotional reactions and how different people handled situations, you think about like when Kendall had to kill Walter yeah. So that was the first episode. That's Kendall's big thing. Like he's bringing them in, spending, you know, billions of dollars, bringing them in and going up in price. And he wants to get the deal for his dad. And that's his baby. Right. So yep. that was super personal to him. And then in season two, he sends Kendall and Roman in and he basically wants to kill Walter and Kendall is like, I'll do it. And it's like, my dad told me to, you know, that was yeah. his reasoning. And Roman goes into the wedding, you know, and he basically hems and haws, doesn't even real, doesn't fire Jerry, just kind of says like, well, they want you to, it, he never says like, you're getting fired. It was just like, yeah, the perception they, of you is not great. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't do it because he can't separate yeah. that, and that's where Logan can 
can tell his kids, I love you, but you're not serious people. Yeah. You're for like, sure. And so I think that's, you see some distinction between the, the family in this episode related to personal relationships and yeah. versus how they handle business. But yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, yeah, that's such a Logan move to be, all right, Roman, you're firing Jerry. <laughs> Yeah, and today, you're firing, you know, your uh, your 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 honeypot. Yeah, it was so weird because Jerry was I mean, with a guy. Our, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. but are they're not lovers, right? I mean, they never no. like Roman never has sex with anybody. No, he just like likes to jerk off, um, <laughs> in different rooms and buildings, and yeah. with Jerry talking to him on the phone, <laughs> and when he's in the bathroom and Jerry's in the other room, like, yeah, it's not, it's not. It, his sexuality is very fluid. Yeah. It's more like asexual or personal sexual, I guess. Right. Like, yeah. It's just self, <laughs> so yeah. Self-sexual. I don't know what you call it. Like, right. But yeah. yeah what, so what else is happening on the boat? Like, so Jerry's there with somebody um, and Roman's doing everything to avoid her after telling her like, you're fired. Um, <laughs> and then Connor's freaking out over the cake. Yeah, because apparently it's like the same cake that his dad, the loony cake, like that <laughs> his dad gave him when he sent his mom to the institution. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's like Roman is giving a big fuck you to everybody. Like, I don't know. So not Roman, Logan. It's just. Yeah, um, Logan. Yeah. Um, yeah, Logan's telling like Connor, he's like, oh, I'll. I'll try to make it. He's like, ah, like maybe he'll make it. And he's like, um, yeah, he's like, yeah. Fingers. <laughs> yeah. He is such an idiot. Um, and then you had Shiv and Ken are there and, and they're hanging about. Um, I love do, it. They're do, like, they, they all bored. Right. And they're like, uh, can you take us to like, you know, somewhere else where. <laughs> yeah. Is there somewhere private yeah. we can go away from the, yeah. the plebes? Yeah. 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 It was so it's like, funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I mean, they're just kind of chilling away from people. Um, Greg has brought, apparently, oh, a, God. A, I think she's a journalist or yeah, something. Yeah, a journalist. Um, yeah. To the wedding. Or I don't know if he brought her, he's just talking to her. But, um, yeah. you know, he's just, he's always not a self-aware of what's going on, oh. I think. <laughs> she um, did not have a uh, very capacious bag this time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, no shoes was, was to that, change into subway. Yeah. Flats. Was that the what where he's talking to her at the bar and like Roman walks by and he's like, uh, "This guy plays a sick game. He likes to whip it out and see if anybody you knows." Yeah, and he's just yeah. like he's just like, "Shut the fuck up, man!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like he can't. Like I love. It's Greg so funny because he has to play a certain part, you know, to be in with the family. He's kind of like the shit eater and the whipping boy, kind of what Tom plays as an outsider. Yeah. Um, but like, it's interesting. Cause Ken, you know, in season two, Kendall kind of takes him under his wing after rehab and he goes back to New York, but it's, it's mostly to use Greg to get drugs and he gives him an apartment. Pretty much. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And those late night California pizza kitchen, you know, orders. Yeah. So, but it's, you know, they, they all go to the room. Right. And I mean, Shiv 
or Logan and um, not Logan, Kendall and um, Roman go to the room and Shiv's out mingling. Yep. And you see Shiv talking to people and like the phone keeps ringing, says Tom, Wom scams. Right. And she keeps declining. And then and, finally. And doesn't like uh, after uh, Roman fires Jerry, air quotes, yeah. uh, he like leaves a voicemail for his dad and he's like, I can't believe yeah. you made me do that. Like that was yeah. fucked up. Like he called him a cunt <laughs> on the voicemail. Yeah. Fuck any fuck fucks or something like that as well. Yeah. Like it was really great. Uh, classic Roman uh, voicemail. Um, yeah. But yeah, he left his dad that voicemail. And of course, like then we see, right. Like you were talking there, it's Roman and Ken are hanging out while, while Shiv has stepped out to schmooze with people. Um, they keep blowing up their phones. And then Tom finally calls what Ken. Yeah. And he answers. Yeah. Kendall answers and says, um, your dad's sick. You know, like <laughs> just a very kind of in, inauspicious start to the conversation. And then, and then, you know, it starts to get more serious around the conversation of, um, you know, kind of explaining what happened and they're like basically doing chest compressions on him. And Tom's not very forthcoming with what's going on. And I don't know right. if it's shock or just um, not sure how to deal with it. Um, but like at first, you know, you don't, it was interesting to me because I thought like, this is a ploy, right? Yeah. Did you ever 100%. have that thought of what's going on? Yeah, I'm like, he's doing this because he wants to get a rise out of the kids or see their reaction. Yeah. To see how they he's handle gaslighting it. Gaslighting them. Yeah. 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 Because that's well, Roman even says that. Or no, Shiv and last episode, you're human fucking gaslight. Like <laughs> exactly. when they're at the karaoke yeah. place. Right. So yeah. that was my thought as well, was that. Like, oh, this is all. A fake, and then as the conversations go on, and you see like onto the plane, and they're doing chest compressions on somebody, yeah, yeah, you're like, Just oh shit, it away like, on Logan's chest, yeah. But the way everybody on the plane was so calm was so weird. It was so um, weird, and you know then. Roman gets involved and like, you know, so Ken is more logical in the response, I think, and yeah. trying to what's going on. Roman is, it, is like, is not there a doctor on board? Yeah. yeah we, like, is, let's get a conference call with his doctor and my doctor yeah. and the fucking pilot. Yeah. And, but let me like, talk to the pilot. <laughs> Ken's <laughs> using his privilege. Right. I think. Yeah. Part of, you know, cause we've had two Logan dying kind of episodes and one was in season one i think was the first episode where he has the thing on the helicopter yeah he has the issue on the helicopter and they rush him to the hospital where they were in the helicopter and they could get him to a hospital quick now they're on a plane you know flying over the atlantic where they have to turn around to go back to new york so um interesting thing that one was helicopter one was plane but you see the kids were with him the one time and this time, and I think it's kind of goes back with the start of succession versus where we're at now. 
you know, the first episode of the first season starts with his birthday party, the surprise birthday party, which is not really a surprise. And then taking the helicopters to go play baseball, like Long Island, uh, the Hamptons or wherever they're at. And then they're back and it's the dad and the three kids in the helicopter going back into the city. And he has the stroke or whatever the issue was. Yep. Now this season, we have a birthday episode where the only, none of the three main kids are there. Yeah. It's all the monsters. Yeah. It's yeah. It's all the fucking monsters of like (laughs) the hangers on. And then now when he has a medical issue on a plane, it's all the same monsters it's no family it's it the people that are supposed to be closest to him aren't aren't there and so i mean it's not just by i mean that's by you know what's led to that point yeah for sure but it's definitely an interesting departure from how we began succession to where we're at now he drove everybody away yeah yeah and you know so we they go and get Shiv and well, first I guess Roman and Kendall, Tom's like, we're going to put the phone to the ear. Do you want to talk to him? And maybe that'll help. And so, you know, they all have like, like Roman's like, dad, like fucking, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Like, I mean, you're a fucking monster, uh, but you know, you'll be all right. And then Kendall's like, uh dad i love you but i can't forgive you like Amazing. uh you know he's jeremy strong is so fucking good and he's such a good he's actor so good i remember and as then, soon as he said that like and he's like crying i was like boom yeah. acting clinic i know he yeah. like some people say he goes overboard it was amazing yeah yeah and then they go get shiv and then yeah you know shivs yeah i mean you see like candles because Tom's not very Tom's confusing like uh, I think he's alive he may be breathing. I don't know like I mean they're yeah. doing chest compressions but I don't know he may be able to hear you yeah. and Kendall's realizing what's happening Roman is is denial yeah he like uh, literally can't deal with the emotions and like gives the phone back like almost immediately yeah. after trying to talk to his dad right because they're basically like letting the kids say their final words to yeah. their dad. And I love how there's no like concept of like, Hey, we should get Connor. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, well, even at first it was just the two boys and they're, they're yeah. talking, they're like, Oh, let's go get Shiv. And then Shiv comes in. So, you know, Roman is denial. Kendall's kind of acceptance. Yeah. And Shiv is like grief. Um, And she's like, and it's very telling. She's like, daddy, like it never yeah. hear. I don't think we've ever heard her say daddy, no. but she's, she's in such pain and grief and not knowing how to process, but she, she understands what's going on. Yeah. Where Roman is in such denial. He doesn't understand what's happening. And Kendall's understands what's happening fully and is accepting, but it's sad, but accepting of what's happening. So, and then, then they were like, oh, we should probably go get Connor. And then yeah. Connor's oh. like, 
they're like dad's dead or whatever and Roman's dead like, well, we don't know we don't know uh like he can yeah. still be alive or, uh and then but connor's like well he didn't like me anyways or, <laughs> it's like, well he, he never liked me anyway so no what am i saying i'm, I'm, I'm yeah, in shock yeah, i don't i don't yeah. i don't know what i'm saying yeah that was that was hilarious and, but and then i don't think he goes in the room right connor doesn't does he even go in the he's, room? He certainly didn't get the phone to say last words. No. He yeah, he was already, I think Logan he, he was already the, dead whenever they went out and told Connor. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just this whole like misinformation of like what's going on. Nobody is like medically trained to understand what's happening. Like somebody's just like working away on his chest. They're hitting him with a defibrillator. He and he's not responding. And they're literally stuck on an airplane. And they're like, yeah. oh, my God, what do we do? Like, and I love how they're like, well, the market closes in like 30 minutes. So should we just like uh, circle the plane well, that, for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we even – yeah, like, I mean, they're – after the kids finally – after everybody's told and then, you know, I think Tom is back there with Frank and Carl and Carolina. And Carolina's like, we're going to have to – get a statement together if when you know but we need to be on top of this and then that's where we get carrie coming in like just fucking chuckle fuck over there what what did they uh but she's yeah smiling she's like oh my god like that was crazy right guys yeah yeah and well and i think for her it's a you know i heard i heard heard some review right so i mean they were talking about when um and i didn't think of this at the time but now it makes me think back so like he was in the bathroom i guess and it was like was carrie like were they in the bathroom together and i wanted the same thing myself and had like they were going at it and you know he had a heart attack then or did like carrie just go and check on him and they opened the door and they had that um but she was obviously with him or the immediate one that found him in that situation. Yeah. And so she's in shock. And then also secondary shock of I'm screwed now. You oh, know, yeah. my, oh, yeah. my, my ship is, uh, my ship just hit the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. My meal ticket is over. I have become irrelevant. And I like yeah. how they're like, they're like, uh, Carrie, we're using the space to, put a statement together for when we have to announce and she's like, Oh, do you, do you want my input? And they're like, Oh God, no, no, go, yeah, go, no, lay no, down. No, go, yeah, yeah. go away. You, yeah, you're worthless now. And, and then, and then they're trying to decide <laughs> who's going to like call somebody and Tom and they're like, well, Tom is like, what Tom, about Carrie? <laughs> Tom has the best. He has some of the best line. I mean, you talked about the Greg, the Greglets in this one yeah. where he goes, She's smiling like she just caught a foul ball at Yankee Stadium. Like, <laughs> just classic Tom. And it's so just... So good. And then what Frank, so we... what And not Frank, but um, Carl Here, said the yeah, line Carl. about what uh, the chuckle line. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, because well, then they were talking about, like, calling people. And then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we got to put a list together and uh, we got to let people know and... Tom was like, oh, well, maybe maybe Carrie should do that. And Carl was like, what, Chuckles the Clown? Are you insane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, now you want Carrie, Tom? Like, okay, whatever. Like, so funny how they 
none of them wanted to admit that Logan might be dead. And yet I've never seen people more relieved that somebody might be dead. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's where I think it was funny because the, the, you know, when, when the plane crew starts talking about the statement and then I think Hugo came in to the kids on the boat yeah. and was like putting together a Hugo statement. Hugo and Jerry yeah. have both been left behind all because yeah. they laughed at a video of Carrie. But now they're they're communicating and they're going in with the kids and the yeah. kids are like, well, we need to be on the statement, you know? And so yeah. now it begins the whole, now it becomes real for everybody because yeah. now it's automatically moved into the next phase of, we're in succession. Yeah, so 100%. Yeah. All the people on the plane are jockeying and the three kids are going... Well, more. I think Kendall is in the advanced stages of thinking. I think Shiv is next, and Roman is still in denial. But it's like yeah. they understand. At least I think Kendall the most, and then Shiv. Like we, the kids, need to be on the face. Where it's a Roy, and it's reflected in Shiv's statement later on. But we're the Roy kids, and but, we're going to shepherd this. You know, we're going to be in charge of the company. But you guys so. were estranged. <laughs> Yeah, and no, then Kill's like, we, no, we, we had a meeting with him last Hugo. night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a family event last night. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, who are and, you fooling? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, um, yeah, so that you go through the manner, um, the maturations of those conversations. And so the kids, like, draft a statement. And, and then, of course, Frank and Carl and them, they want to be mentioned by name for the shareholders. Yeah. Uh, cool. You know, but they, they're and as they're the kids are doing this, the boat takes off, right? And <laughs> yeah. and they go, all right, Hugo, we need to get off this fucking boat, like or whatever. Yeah. So there, another boat comes alongside and gets them off. But um, and then I mean, Connor and Will are talking like, should we go through the wedding? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, we should probably cancel. And then Connor, Connor's like. Well, I want to get married because I feel if I don't, then you'll walk. You'll and just they leave start me. This, yeah, this yeah. starts a conversation. And it's like, are you just with me for the money? And she's like, <laughs> well, the money's nice. Uh, it's her face. You did it perfectly. It's just like, yeah, she's being pretty honest. That's what I like yeah. about Willa. I think she's pretty honest with Con. I, the funny thing is, is like a lot of, most relationships are tra transactional in some way, right? Right. So Con Connor and Willa probably have the most honest relationship out of any of anybody in the show because they know the transactional nature and they're both con yeah. they're both content with with how it affects their lives. Yeah. You know, at least for now, at least <laughs> what yeah. did she say like at least for today, you know. So yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm afraid you're going to leave me. She's like, "Well, not today." Not today. And she's like, yeah. Are you marrying me for money? And she's like, "Well, the money and the security are a part of it, but I'm happy. At least today, I am." And it's just like, yeah. "Oh my god, dude!" Um, but I mean, I think like 
marriage is money and security. Right. I mean, right. love factors into it, I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what your definition of love is. Right. But um, so I think, you know, and we see later on, they actually get married on the boat and there's like five people there. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's when like everybody you leaves. See all the chairs, they, and there's like three on the left and two on the right. It's like, whoa, like. But did everybody get off the boat like once they realized Logan died? I don't I understand. So. Yeah, they how... didn't really explain that because you only saw the sibling, right? The three siblings, yeah. Jerry and Hugo, get off yeah. onto the tender. And then I just assumed that they just kept going. Um, but yeah, yeah, I assume that once the news of Logan dying <clears throat> broke. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, once that, like, oh, especially a lot of the people that were just there for the optics of being around the Roy family. Yeah. And once the news broke, and and even, like, for us as viewers, we really don't know he's dead until they basically, or for sure, until, yeah. you know, the, the kids get off the boat and they go to Teterboro Airport in New Jersey where they were landing. And, you know, Frank and and Carl and um, Carolina come off the plane and greeted by, um, or Tom too, but they were, I forget who they were greeted by first, but, oh, it's Hugo. And then the kids come over and they, or they go over the kids and talk about the statement, right? And then, um, you know, I just love their like Shiv and Roman and uh, Kendall's like like three three person hug. Yeah, like oh, yeah. I think I broke down at that point. You know, oh, it's huge. Um, but and then probably cried the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the moments um, we want, right? Because every genuine moment in the show has been when it's Roman, Ken, and Shiv. Like, at, at Shiv's wedding, they're in that boathouse, like, hanging yeah. out, drinking, yeah. like, laughing, having a good time. And then we're on, they're on the yacht leading up to, you know, Ken is going to sacrifice himself at the altar of Logan. Uh, they're having a moment. And so those are the moments we love about the show. It's a shame yeah. there's not more. But that's yeah. part of the dynamic of the Roy family, right? Um, yeah. And I love how Hugo is in charge of figuring out how to get the body off the plane yeah and there's like yeah. shut like like what do they call them like shutter bugs like camera guys yeah. like at the fence yeah. and i look over jackie and i'm like there's not a hangar you can like drive this fucking thing into and hide all of this from the public i don't yeah yeah um, yeah that's would make more sense right but um yeah. yeah and then the kids go and shiv gives the press conference and it's just very you know very like he was a good dad and was a great American icon who built Titan. a great American company. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, of course there'll be no questions. And then they're like, uh, the report asked the question. She was like, yes, we, we will be here to shepherd the company to its next phase, whatever that is, you know? And right. it's like, and apparently that was kind of um, uh, very similar to Sumner Redstone's daughter after he died. I think it was Sherry Redstone I was reading about this. Basically, said, you know, like I'm going to be here to help to shepherd uh, the company, uh, and and she became like 
the head of uh, whatever that company was. Um, Whoa. I forget. But yeah, it's um, <clears throat> so it's some similar overtones to some real life stuff. But, um, you know, and, and, you know, as they leave the press conference and you have more kind of the three kids on how they're dealing with the situation, which is all like really powerful and insightful and thoughtful, you know, Shiv is going to go home, but she wants, you know, she needs somebody with her. And yeah. so she calls Tom over and like, let's go over what happened again. But she really just wants him there to, yeah. To cry. I mean, they did have that awkward hug thing when she got off, when he got off the plane and uh, she it, put it her head on his chest sure. and, and then like yeah. rubbed down his arm for some reason. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, I mean, she she basically treats. I mean, she says in earlier season Succession that Tom. I think it was at the wedding that Tom came along at the right time and saved her like at one of her darkest moments or yeah, uh, pulled her out of the darkness or there's some phrasing that she used, but yeah, I think, uh, so she deals with it that way. And then Roman's like, I'm going to go see him. You yeah. Know, he's, a, he's the more childlike, I don't say childlike, but more emotional, emotionally yeah. driven, more, more soft in a good way. Carrying, yeah, yeah. um, and then Kendall's like, "I'm gonna stay here," and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna he, watch him bring him down from over here. And he's like, on yeah. the other side of the airport, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, well, yeah. and I, th- I mean, this was like, I was, I think I was like, literally, like, just fucking rivers coming down, like during oh, this part, yeah. and and then you know, and then Roman is following the body off the plane, and Ken is staring, and you see like. This is Jeremy Strong's like I mean, this is a award moment. It's just oh yeah. The way he's looking and he's like stoic, but he's like you see like little twitches and you see a tear, and it's it's just I think this episode did a really good job of capturing um the kids' personalities in the show yeah. and how they react. I you think pull the back other... all the layers, and this is their raw emotional like <clears throat> response to their dad dying. They all hated him at some level, but yeah. like you just ripped away like the only thing that they had in terms of family, and yeah. and 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 like Ken obviously handles it like stoically. He's going to make a huge run for the for the crown. Um, Roman, I, what was it? They were like Roman was like, "Do you guys want to go see the body?" Uh, you want to go see him? And who was it? Shiv was like, "Well, he's dead now, so I don't think he'll be pissed if I say no." Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, very oh, Shiv Jesus. line. Very, very yeah. Shiv line. Very um, Shiv. Yeah, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that Roman said, "Well, when we see him in hell, he'll be pissed," or you know, like yeah, right. he could have said yeah. something. Uh, yeah. Um, but I, I really think, I mean this episode for me and I rewatched it twice. I didn't think I'd want to rewatch it again. Yeah. But I think what this, the beauty of why this is for me, one of the best episodes of TV I've seen is that 
this besides the super rich aspect of this family and what happened, this is something you or I could have happen to us at any time. Yeah. You know, you could get a phone call from somebody like your one of your parents has died or is right. dying or it, this is and how we are today and how spread apart and how we connect digitally through a phone call through text. This literally can happen to any of us at any day. And it's happened to yeah. multiple millions of people at any moment. And you're used to TV shows. Like, I mean, the expectation, this would be a big, like he's like on his deathbed and giving a big soliloquy and everybody, they're all apologizing. And yeah, it's all culminating moments, into this moment. Yeah. yeah. But this is real life. This show, this episode reflected real life. You get a call. Hey, someone that you talk to, like your last word, you left a message calling him a cunt. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. die. You don't have time yeah. to apologize. You don't have time to understand that. It's just, it's gone. You get a phone call and it's done. Yeah. And so this episode. And then, was, I, think, I think Roman asked that. Like when he was in shock, he was like, was that was was he was his phone unlocked? Was he listening to his messages, thinking like maybe his voicemail like fucking kicked his yeah. dad over the edge? Yeah, crazy. Um, it can it, happen it was, like that, and it was so real. Like once, especially the second time. I mean, the first time, it, part of it is like, okay, this is a test. This is whatever. Yeah. But yeah. once I realized it wasn't even during the first watching, it became so real because this is a call that anybody could get. Yeah. At any time. Most not likely, like we're at a wedding on a boat yeah. while our dad is flying to Sweden on a plane right. for a business deal. But it, it can happen, you know, you worry about you know your kids, your parents, any family members of of getting a call. And you know, yeah. I mean, anytime, you know, like my you know, my dad calls me like every day. My mom does she's like me doesn't really like talking on the phone when she calls me like no matter what i'm doing i answer because i think something bad happened yeah so for sure. it's yeah. like <laughs> and that's where it's like tom's calling shiv and she sees tom like three times and she just clicks it yeah you know i mean that could be any of us we could be in a meeting you know like that's why i see if any time any family member anybody that i know calls i try to pick up because for sure you know, my first thought is something bad, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's, but it was so real, like, to me that it was very, it was, I think that's where, for me, was emotional, because realizing it could happen at any moment, as you get older, then it becomes more real, because everybody gets older, and then friends die, and you get a call, or, and it's, it's like, I think they just did this, like, I mean, Jesse Armstrong, and Mark Mylod, it just did this so masterfully. Yeah. And uh, and I think what was really good is each kid's reaction, including Connor's, was exactly what you would expect. Totally. Yeah. From the relationship with their dad and their personalities. So yeah. it was, and even longtime associates, you know, and and it's it was interesting too because you know, I think Frank has been closest to Kendall and Frank yeah. calls him son, like, you know, during the conversation. And yeah. I think it's like, 
you know, everybody reacts differently, but I think, I think um, it was really good to see all that. Now, I think the next six, seven episodes, whatever we have left, is going to be a shit show at the Fuck Factory. Or, oh yeah, you know, like yeah. episode episode two, season one title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because now it's it's game on. Yeah, it's it's anybody's game, and you know, I love how in this episode because for me didn't believe that it was real right off the bat. First yeah. of all, we didn't see Logan go down. Yeah. We didn't see him in the bathroom. Second of all, they only showed his face once. Yeah. Yeah. And that was toward the end of them doing chest compressions before they gave up. Um, so the whole time, like you just see this guy laying in the aisle on this airplane and they're yeah. just like wailing away on him. And you're like, is that really Logan? I don't know if that's really Logan. I don't know if I really believe that. Right. So Master will work on on doing that, right? Just keeping it distant and not yeah. directly in the moment. Um, but I think it will be tough to figure out if there's going to be some wrongful death suit that comes out of this. Like he like is on medication, and I'm not saying that this is the way the TV show is going to go. But like, is Carrie going to get accused of accidentally killing him? I don't know if this will be a show that goes into that yeah, kind of thing. I, I think it's just going to blow past it. I mean, because yeah. part of me starts thinking of some of these type of shows of being like, for me, like, oh, well, maybe it was a distraction. And like the end, Logan's going to be on a beach. Like he, he, yeah. um, you know, he, he faked his death. So the right. kids could finally yeah. take over. He didn't want to sell it or, you know, like, um, yeah, but that's not what kind of show it is. It's no, yeah it's like i think that's what makes it powerful we're not going to get like bogged down in some kind of shock reveal or um you know like okay carrie did carrie poison him or anything like that i think it's more of like it, you you die alone and yeah. while he had people around him he died alone died without yeah. family and with a lady doing chest compressions and kind of like a hanger on, just putting the phone next to his head, you know, yeah. while he was already dead. But yeah, I, thought, I thought it was hilarious. Like uh, Kendall was like, I want to talk to the pilot. And I think it was Frank. He was like, uh, well, that's at the front of the plane where your dad is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh God, hold on. And he's like, I'm going to step over Logan. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. like super awkward about it. It was so weird, but it was, yeah. a, it was a masterful moment for TV because that's not how TV handles death. Especially no. for somebody as big as Brian Cox playing yeah. Logan. He just is in the scene. You know, he's talking to Roman on the phone on the way to the airport. And then, boom, he's yeah. dead. That doesn't happen. Well, I think it, but I, it doesn't happen on TV, but it happens in real life. Yeah, and in real life, happens. TV. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of this episode is it took so, an ordinary thing that happens to everybody. And reflected it in that way no matter how powerful you are how rich you are how important you are that we all yeah. exit the same the same way right <laughs> you know and it's like we i don't think we ever expected any of the kids to get closure with logan right like yeah. uh, look i'm really fucking sorry i know he I was said i love dad. you yeah he, <laughs> he said, said that i love you you're not serious people did any of us actually believe that? Right. Like, and then boom, he dies. And then we officially know that none of them will get closure at all. So how, how do, how do human beings go forward having to deal with that kind of emotional 
detriment, right? It's gonna be a it's gonna be amazing. And dude, they did it on the third episode. It's a yeah. it's what uh, a ten season series, nine season series, ten episodes. It's, yeah, they killed him in the first thirty three percent of the of the season. That's crazy. Yeah. But I, I think that's also brilliant too because now we get a kind of we kind of get a sprint towards the the series finale and i think that was because i think when they decided to end the season this with season four i think they could have dragged this season out and had him die at the end and spent like have another six to eight episodes in season five to go through the succession. Right. But I think that they saw is like, we can tell what we want to tell in the show in 10 episodes a season. And we kill Logan off and episode three. And then we spend the last uh, seven episodes finishing this thing out and putting because we don't need to see you know like okay let's say kendall is the new ceo we don't need to see kendall two years from now no like running waystar royco or atn or whatever's left you know or are they doing everything right we're gonna find out next seven episodes of the shape of what's gonna come yeah. We don't need to check in in a couple of years to see where we're at because we already know how that would work with any of them in charge. Cause we've already yeah. seen like their first chomp of the bit and they all suck at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be about preserving like to some degree Logan's legacy because Manson still was going to buy or is wanting to buy or did buy. Right. Uh, Waystar Royco. And well, he, wants I think to, he wants to part it off. Yeah. You're going to, I mean, you're going to have, I think, the board meeting that was pushed back. Yeah. Depending on the vote of how that goes. Um, does, do they push Matson for more money? Are the kids going after, you know, cause there's, and did you watch the yeah upcoming scenes? You know, yeah. there's, I think a meeting with Shiv just with, at least the way they position it in the um, preview Shiv meeting with Matson. I think there's a separate one where just Roman is meeting with Matson. Like there's going to be some kind of disjointed. You have, I think Frank, Carolina, Carl, Jerry, um, who is not fired now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one knows. Roman's not going to say. I mean, in in Carrie's going to be a non-factor. Yeah. The other wild card. I was thinking about this the other day. So we got Marsha and her son. That's right. I mean, Marsha's shopping in Italy, apparently, right? That's what they said in the first episode. She's yeah. still shopping in Italy. But <laughs> Marsha, we don't know if Logan changed as well. Or right. like Marsha was getting a, Marsha got a board seat, I think, or was getting a board seat. Yep. Marsha and the son know about what Kendall did yep. with killing the caterer. Oh shit! Yeah. So if Ken gets it, does Marsha and the son pull a power play there, and Ken goes down, or Ken gets in trouble with that? One other thing that I forgot. So when 
like Colin pulls up to the plane or Colin's there with the car and yeah, he looks so sad. Like, yeah, it, he's been protecting him for years. He's been pal. with him for years. His best pal. Yeah. And like, I he's said, like, right, he's like this and he doesn't, you know. Yeah. Who was it? Was it Carrie that got in the car or was yeah, it? Shim? Yeah. Carrie got and in the just, car. And no. he's just like, he's just like, Oh my God, what do I do now? And he, yeah. I felt for him in that one. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. After yeah, he, I, he just had that diner moment and then he's gone. Yeah. And I mean, he also knows what Kendall did. So does he, True. does, does he just disappear or does he start talking, you right. know, about some of the kids discretion, uh, digressions and stuff. Yeah. So there's, I mean, it becomes a big power play to try to be in charge. And there's so many people I love. <laughs> so in the scenes for the upcoming episode where Tom was like, what about me? And, you know, everybody's <laughs> like, I forget all the jokes, but they just start ribbing him about, yeah, you know, no, you're, no, yeah, you're the fucking joke of the group. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're done. the same level you as Greg. You and <laughs> Greg are, you and you and Greg are done. But unless Tom now becomes how he used to be with Shiv before he got in with Logan, right? Right. So he's gonna have to bow down and get back with Shiv if he wants to. Find yeah, a do place. They, does does Tom and Shiv like now that Logan's dead, right? She obviously reaches out to to Tom for support. Do they yeah. finally realize that they have a transactional relationship and they both want control and they partner up and they go for it? Like it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I almost see Tom as he seems smart enough to not lose his eyes on the prize, but. Yeah, I think what he liked with Logan is he thought that this would help him. But as we know, Logan told him, we're good if we're good, right? So yeah. Yeah. with him gone, now he's going to have to suck up to s- try to latch on to whoever's going to be the next. And he tried to team up with Shiv, but remember he got all pissed off when Shiv, when when um, Logan was bringing Shiv back in and was like, oh yeah, promised her to name the CEO. I was like, but that's what we wanted for me, you know? Yeah, like, right. Yeah, like it's like, but this is kind of like, but I'll take care of you, you know. It's just like <laughs> yeah. if we're good, he's not then we're he, good. Which is weird for being like a, you know, a lummox from Minnesota. Like, eh, you think you would accept any kind of. You I mean, the think. positions he in now is is um, but he's uh, Japanese rice milk. I mean, he's very bland and uh, was within hangover. hangover yeah, 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 yeah. Entire. Yeah. I forget yeah, what they right. called it. Flavorless rice milk or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so true. But it was yeah. some name, and then who's like, yeah. it's like it's a rice <laughs> drink flavorless rice milk. Oh shit, that's great. So I, it's going to be super interesting to see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be a great final go. season. Yeah, it's already it's already off with a bang. It's going to be amazing. Um, Connor's going to be running for president in the memory of his father. Like it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, he's going to get that bump. He's going yeah. to get the oh, death bump. 
Yeah, he's going to get the death bump. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. He's going to be doing the honeymoon tour. Yeah, he's going to hit Iowa. And oh, don't forget, he's big in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't think we know that yet. I think that was in the, the scenes. It was in the, the scenes pre- for next, yeah, for all So, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's hinting yeah. at he's picking up steam, which 10 days, I mean, I think the day before the wedding, they were 10 days out from the election. So there, you're not going to pick up much steam 10 days yeah. out of an election. Maybe if it was two months out from the election, but yeah, I'm guessing I, I still don't know. Is he running as an independent at this point? I guess like a green party or a, yeah. Head of the, uh, he's the leader of the con heads. Yeah. The con head party. Well, you, you have the Republican candidate that Logan put in place, Logan uh, Justin Kirk or whatever. I forget. Yeah. Uh, and then the democratic, um, candidate, which like they're offering Shiv to come yeah. work yeah. for, I think early on. Um, and I guess Connor. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> But it's kind of the same. I mean, you see some of the hints of like any third party candidate is going to draw some votes, even if it's 1% or 2% from one or two of the one or the other Republican or Democrat. So, right. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see how it's going to play out. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Yeah. It's going to end up with Greg's the CEO. Like, oh, just, God, let's. He just gregged his way to the top. <laughs> Let's hope not. Oh, my God. Yeah. You grabbed everybody else in this building, Greg. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Anything, any other thoughts uh, on? Yeah. No, I, I just, I mean, me, I just wanted to kind of reflect the beauty of this episode and and partly because how realistic and ordinary it was about death. So, um I just uh, it was so well done. Yeah, it was a masterclass in script writing. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then, did you watch the um, the interviews with the actors about the episode? No, I missed it. You got to watch that. Jeremy Strong is such a fucking weirdo. That, like it's so he's weird. in some kind of like tan linen, like Buddhist looking shirt. Yeah, and he's got a shaved head and. He's like, yeah, as an actor, like, uh, you know, you have a wall that you think you're going to hit. And then, like, in this scene, I just had to really work to break through that wall. And you've got to watch it because he's just like, Blanca's like, what's wrong with him? I'm like, he's the most serious person about acting. He's like Daniel Day-Lewis, but like in modern times. And I said, he apparently annoys everybody on the set. And like Brian Cox, like, talks so much shit about him. Um, because I think of, that's part of the reason why the show's done is Brian Cox is tired of working with Jeremy Strong. Apparently, he's been going, you know, giving a bunch of interviews, and he just talks shit about everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but he yeah. he he's earned it. He can he can talk about oh, shit yeah. about anybody he wants, for sure. But yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll have to watch that because I totally believe it. I mean, Jeremy Strong is a method actor. It's well documented. Probably overhyped to some degree, but I think that's part of the reason why the show's going is closing now is because everybody's like, all right. All right, all right. We're done. Let's wrap this thing up. Let's move on to other projects. Um, and if you if you watch the thing, so each it was really cool to see the process, and it kind of reflects on how each actor actually is in the show and in person. Because Kieran was talking about like 
how he stayed in character and how emotional it was for him to do it. And then Sarah Snook was like, Oh, I just, I took myself in and out because I'm an actor and like, I just instantly can go back into the, the scene. And then Connor was like, Alan Ruck was like, I just was playing off of Sarah. Right. Like, like, <laughs> like I just, I, I would just like, didn't know what I was going to do, but then I'd look at her and like, I instantly knew like what to say or, you know, yeah. and then Jerusha yeah. was like, like, yeah, I stayed like in character for like 37 days to make sure, you know, it's just, it's just like, it's so fucking brilliant. <laughs> Because each was, of them have different methods, and it's I perfect. was joking in my head that like, like Jeremy Strong was like, "Oh yeah, I got uh, really in a character for this. I, uh, uh, I had my dad killed um, in order to uh, get his character." <laughs> like I expected uh, him to go way off the deep end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same these. It was so uh, funny. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But really good. It's a, it's going to be a fantastic final season. There's going to be a lot of awards going around. So um, Brian Cox, he may not win a, a, an Emmy for this season, but he's, I mean, the guy definitely should get a lifetime achievement. This is probably the the apex of his career. Like Logan Roy is probably his greatest character. I mean, he was like a legendary like yeah. stage actor though, and he played King Lear. And I think, True. I mean, he was the original Hannibal Lecter. I mean, he's had some. Really oh, I totally forgot parts. about that. I forget the name of the movie. Not like, or it's. I think it was Hannibal or the, the it first. Called, it was called Manhunter. Manhunter, yes, but but I mean, like we think about it because he's older now. But in some of right. the before our time, and in like my younger years, he was. I mean, he's been in some pretty epic things. But True. I mean, I think for our age group and your age group is probably, I mean, for me, it's the most recognizable besides like, I think he's in it doing like, he's a voice of a Burger King commercial that I hear all the time. Yeah. Which is crazy. And then don't forget he was in super troopers, which was a huge, right. Under, that's right. Yeah. Underdog. And then he was also, I don't know if you ever saw Johnny Knoxville, where he pretended to be mentally disabled to play in the Special Olympics. And Brian Cox was his uncle who, like, was getting him to, like, bet on it. It was hilarious, yeah. but an unexpected Brian Cox um, choice. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, he's, I mean, the, the whole cast, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what Tom and Greg, Frank, apparently... The actor who plays Frank has been like a New York theater actor in many productions for like 30 years. And I mean, oh. there's, uh, but interesting how some of these characters or some of these actors, what they move on to next, yeah. because, you know, after Game of Thrones, some the, you know, different actors started doing different things. And right. So. Yeah, what, they what do they move on to from this? Yeah. But it's like, for me, kind of like, is it going to have the, what I call the, uh, the gym from the office effect, where I can't watch anything with him because all I think about is he's stupid Jim from the office. And I'm like, Jim can't be Jack Ryan. <laughs> right, right. It's true. It's hard to watch because... 
like even uh, the guy that plays Tom Wamsgans, uh, Matthew McFadden, was in Pride and Prejudice, and yeah. Jackie saw him in that before she saw Succession, and he's like, of course, like the main like sexy lead actor in Pride and Prejudice, yeah. and then she sees him as like this bumbling fucking idiot in Succession. I'm like, yeah. he's amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of acting, you know. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, him and Sarah Snook are British, and so you hear. Um, it's just like, I mean, I just remember like with the last of us, cause you have Pedro Pascal and, and then Bell Ramsey. And you're like, when you watch the after show and Bella's like, yeah, that, I went down to the, the stall and like fucking <laughs> yeah. super thick Cockney British accent. And you're like, right. Like, it's amazing how people can like hide their accents and yeah. Um, yeah, they get into these rules. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just great episode. Could talk about it forever. Yeah. All right. Appreciate everybody for kicking it with us this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of uh, Can We Kick It? Um, we'll be talking about, uh, I'm sure, more succession next week. Chuck will get caught up on Ted Lasso with Mando. Um, we've got some wild theories on Ted Lasso, so be sure to get caught up for that. Um, be sure to check us out on Google Pod, Apple Pod, all the, all the platforms. Check our Check our link tree that Chuck put together. Um, it's got Instagram and Twitter. Um, I think Chuck is coming out of his uh, his abstinence from Twitter, I, so we'll get that going. I am going. out of my 40 days uh, <laughs> off of Twitter. So Perfect. And then uh, check out our website, uh, kickingamedia.com. We'll be throwing up some blog posts uh, up there. Um, I, think, uh, I think I'll throw something up about Ted Lasso um, and the direction that's going. Um, so be sure to check us out next week. And as always – 